Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Alright, so there we go. Let's start it. Alright, so. Getting ready. Hi, Stuart. Getting your audience ready. The internet cannot totally see you. This is the pre. The pre show, a few seconds where no one cares yet. And suddenly you're all gonna care. You'll be like, wow, it's two guys we sort of know on the internet talking about stuff on the internet. Well, we've got some somebody commenting, Jonathan Alvarez. Live long and prosper. Very appropriate for this live stream. Every time I see that name, I always think of Alvarez from uh, Renegades. Captain Alvarez! That's what I think of. So I should probably post a link, should I, Stuart? Yes, uh, post it and also share it on all the. Well, put it as a comment in like my announcement and stuff as well, maybe. Alright, so there are people rolling in. Good. Did I contact Did random game user? No, I posted on <laughs> Twitter earlier. She probably seen it. If not, it's fine. Um, greetings from Australia. Hello, everybody. Just posting the link so you. Yes, you all know already. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do know who it is, and we'll talk about that in a minute once more people get here. Stuart, did you hear the Spock has been announced? No, not, not at all. Fifty million really? people haven't sent me the link through oh Facebook Messenger today at all. <laughs> yes, and this is our first breaking news as live coverage. Yes, we're live, guys. Yeah, and fifty people. Hi from Scotland. Ooh, Scotland. Hello. Yeah. Um, what the hell is up with casting? Are they insane? Greetings from Germany. Well, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Waiting for cloning instead of recasting. Is that ethically correct? Should we be cloning actors and forcing them to become actors? Maybe they don't want to be actors. Maybe they don't want to be involved in this particular franchise. Should we clone them? That's very ethically questionable. Alright. Um, we're going to get into all this, guys. I see a lot of comments. Talking about the Spock actor, Reliant Trademark yes, news. See, we talked about the Reliant Trademark news last time. See, the problem with doing this sort of live is that if, if you talk about it straight away, then you only have a few people watching and everyone misses it and asks what you're talking about. Yes. So you kind of got to wait a few minutes. Um, what have you been up to today, Stuart? What have you been... Uh, well, I wrote a Trekyard script and oh. filmed an Eagle Moss review. And nice. That's about it. Oh, I went to the post office and mailed the last giveaways. So the sweatshirt, nice. the Defiance from my Defiant giveaways has been mailed out now. Um, nice. So that's all done. So that's awesome. It's awesome. I've been doing... I, I, I attacked an Andorian ship with a Telerite ship today. <laughs> and I designed something new, which I'll show you, Stuart, later, because you get exclusive access. And Because uh, I'm special. Yep, you are. Uh, yeah, so, you know, bit of CG, bit of whatever. It's like dinner. It's late, but, you know, sometimes they aren't late. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. All right, so we got 90 people watching. Hoping for Ooh, a little, little more. Yeah, and someone says, the game, the XL Defiant tomorrow. You like the Defiant, didn't you, the, the XL? I did. Uh, go watch my review, actually. Um, I really thought it was a, a fine model. It's got a good heft to it. And uh, I think you'll like it if you're a fan of the Defiant. There's one or two little small issues with it, but... Can you mention one? No. Any in particular that... 
Yes, the delta on the lower. I didn't actually point this out in my review because I didn't catch it, which is odd. But the delta on the lower side is mirrored. Um, mm. The way they stamped it on, it's backwards. Um, and there's a few alignment issues um, with windows and such, but that's pretty much par for the course for Eagle Moss ships, unfortunately. Um, that's funny. Yeah, that's other, funny. other than that, it's pretty fantastic. Pretty fantastic model. It's one of those things that you, you know, the small ships are always better because you get the detail. Yes. You know, you can, but then you realize there's only a certain amount of detail you can have because there's only a certain amount, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I, yeah. We got yeah, 100 people. We got 100 people. Let's just get into it. Yes. So Spock has been cast for season two. And uh, this is breaking news, guys, earlier today. And again, this is the older Spock because we know there's going to be flashback Spock. Yes. And so what, this is what, the fourth spot cast officially as in, in how many people have played spock in some form i think it's four well there was a few now, in star trek three there was the kid, yep. the kid that voiced him for yesteryear um, yeah yep yeah so yeah. i don't know i don't know i'd have to tally it up but yeah this is the newest in the spock line so everybody throwing a hissy fit over oh my god the recast spock it's happened before i'm sorry um, and also, he's died. Yes. And this is him from, you know, for fifty years before he was looking how he did. You know, yeah. he couldn't. Have, anyone could not have played him again. So, yeah. if he's, but, if there's a really good story reason, then do it. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that it, it, if the story is grand, recast. I'm happy to see all of the originals back if they have good casting and they have a good reason to be back in. Now, it, we do know who it is. His name is Ethan Peck. He's actually the grandson of... Um, uh, I just lost his name. Oh, my God. I just had it in my tongue. Gregory Peck. The grandson of Gregory Peck. The actor Gregory Peck. Who's uh, Gregory Peck? He's uh, an amazing uh, actor from, like, the golden age of film. Oh. And if you watch I, Family Guy, he's, he's the guy that says, I swear to God, I will come back there and hit you with my ring hand. I don't even know that. I swear to God, I will come back there and hit you with my Spock hand, is what this one can say. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. He's he's in the family business. And don't say, it, it, a lot of people are Gregory Peck fans, so don't. Uh, well, don't... it's a little bit before my time. And well, it's I, way before my time, too, but I mean, it's Gregory Peck, dude. Well, yes, but obviously, you when, you know. <laughs> In your day, there was less con- content to watch. The classics were worth more. Oh, you're burning everybody today. No. And I was in the golden age of everything was new, the 80s. I mean, I didn't also, have Also, there's a lot reason. of people in the past, a lot of actors in the past, just so you know, a lot of people. Yeah, but not as good as Gregory Peck. I mean, he was in To Kill a Mockingbird, one of the most classic so. things ever. Was which... he in Casablanca? No. Maybe. A lot of people. I don't know. A lot of people. Anyway, so we're not talking about him, though. We're talking about Ethan, uh, his grandson. So, uh, And I got to say, when I saw the casting news, I was like, no idea who this guy is. I, I, I realized he's the grandson of Gregory Peck. But then I, you sent me a link to some of his acting, and I've seen a few pictures of him. And I got to say, I'm pretty happy with the casting. I mean, he looks the part for sure, and he does have that kind of as you mentioned earlier, a kind of a restrained acting that very mm-hmm. much is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vulcan-like. 
and Spock like. Yep. So I can I can see they made a good choice. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to picture him with the the pointy ears and the Spock bull haircut and the eye makeup. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Well, Quint- Quinto felt older when he took the part. You know, he felt more like a '30s rather than a. This guy does feel a lot more, at least in sort of press photos, clean shaven and stuff. Obviously, Spock never had a beard. Do you have a beard? Yeah, um, he did. Mirror um, Universe Spock had a beard. Well, there we go. Mirror him is back. No, you know he he has a certain youthful look mm-hmm. that makes you think, oh, it's it's like the Academy show. You know, oh, we're, we're doing the nine hundred two one zero of Star Trek by bringing the young, sexy, young Spocks and so on. You know, whereas you really just want a good character actor. But that just happens to be his look. But that's a minimal part of it. But, I mean, like I say, I've seen him in a show. It was nice to actually recognize him straight out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, I knew who he was, and I, I liked him in the thing. He's very, like I say, restrained, kind of weirdly restrained, considering the 10 Things I Hate About You is what I saw him in. Uh-huh. And his version of him in the movie wasn't restrained, really. I don't remember that. He didn't act at all similar as there was in the movie. Which gave him a very odd vibe, more of a creepy vibe. <laughs> um, but in terms of, you know, he has a sort of strangely silent charisma, mm. which is a good summary of Len Nimoy, wouldn't you say? I would say so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Fat Produce, a $2 super chat. I hope they have uh, have to shave half of Peck's eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have to. I, uh, it is HD and all that. Um but might even be 4K. They might have another way of doing it, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, I mean, if if I if Alia Alia could shave her head for a couple of weeks, I think you know, because they because think about it, they've already filmed a whole load of the, the season. I bet I bet you, the fact they announced it now could just be because it's the right time. But I feel but I feel like they rewrote the rest of the season to include him, like more. And so she had to cast him. I, I bet they, the original writers said, we're not going to show him. We're just going to tease him all of season two. Mm. But then the, the, the guy's taken over. He's like, no, we're going to see him. We're going to take that risk. We're going to make it a thing. Yeah. I bet you. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of th- things online, too. Like, oh, now that we're, you know, we've introduced been introduced to Burnham, are we going to see Cybok? I don't think we're going to see Cybok. I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> I mean, okay. they could possibly do it, knowing that she has he has a half sister now but i mean cybox no they're not going to show cybox i think that would just be a, a huge misstep uh, well i cybox is a more interesting character in a lot of ways um but yeah. I, I just was i was rewatching star trek 5 the other day and there was a bit where where there's a deleted scene actually it's not actually canon canon but it was written anyway saying that Spock wanted to go with Cybok when he was being banished, which implies that Spock was old enough to know Cybok properly. Mm-hmm. And 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 so Cybok isn't necessarily too much older, and Burnham's a bit older. So where, you know, I mean, and if, if Cybok knew Spock, then they had to have talked and, and maybe in the same house, we sort of assume they were, or maybe whatever. I, I think like Burnham would know him, surely would, the Hina, but like, there's now three of them. Where do they all fit exactly? So I don't think that connects properly. Because I don't. How good Cyborg and well, whatever. How do we know there's only three? I mean, we might get introduced to two uh, more. 
two more. One's an Andorian that Sarek uh, took in. Well, yeah, it just says, after the death of his mother, Sarbok was raised by Sarek as a half-brother to Spock. So he had a half-brother and a half-sister. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Elder. It doesn't say when he was born in the in the wiki, which is kind of interesting. Oh, when Cybok was born? Yeah. Hmm. Which is weird, because that would be, you'd think, really quite important. But it's conjecture. Uh, oh, we've lost half our audience because Doomcock's live now, too. Somebody's like, oh, I'm having to watch two live streams at once because oh, Doomcock is also live. Well, if you want a balanced view, come talk to us. If you want to hear just the doom, the hate and the doom, go over there. Um, not saying anything bad. I mean, the guy, you know, uh, he, he, he's entertaining, but it gets, it, it gets, gets kind of old. Hearing the, the hate, the hate, the hate, the hate. Um, John uh, Jonathan Alvar Alvarez two ninety nine, theory on why Spock never mentions having a sis. You're asking us. Um, because it's just not important, and maybe. Well, we've kind of seen that Sarah kind of. Holds her a little bit in higher regard, almost, because she was mm -hmm. smarter than Spock and. Ugh. Got sent sure. to the academy and uh, well, Spock left more of an impact on the Federation. She didn't. Yeah. If yeah. she she didn't try and rescue Spock, knowing about the Katra in Star Trek Three, she didn't try. You know, Kirk did. He's a better brother than she was ever a sister. Boom. Plus, we don't we don't know what happens to Burner. Maybe she gets erased from history. <sighs> And I mean, just, she must die at some point. Yeah, or no just to her, but she never existed, and that's why we never hear about her. So, I mean, and that could to... happen. She could disappear with with the discovery and the spore drive. So it never happened. Yes. So I have some numbers. Uh, according to the Star Trek chronology, again, these are all licensed, and if it's the only number we have, it's still reasonably official. Yeah. Cybok was born first, which makes sense, in twenty two twenty four. Okay. Then two years later, Burnham was born, 2226. And then four years later, Spock was born, 2230. Because they six years older than Spock. Yes. Okay. And only two years older than Burnham. So at this point, he's obviously doing his thing. But, because she's not particularly old in the show either. Yeah. So you've got to imagine all three were in the same house at the same time. Especially if, if, if he was born first. Well, uh, no, and remember, Cybok killed... No, no, did Spock kill... No, yeah, Cybok killed his mother in birth, didn't she? Wasn't that the point? Yes, I think. No. Yes. What? Someone killed someone in birth, didn't they? No. No, because when Spock oh. was born, it was just... He was so human in appearance or whatever. I, oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, damn it, I forget now. Tipped my tongue. Um, so David Bessig, five dollars. Last oh, year, you. last year, didn't they say that the main characters on TOS were off limits? Lots of connection, lots of concessions. <laughs> redoing the Klingons too. Thoughts on all this? Well, they said a lot of things last year about a lot of things, but that's when Brian Fuller was in charge, and then they kind of had to scramble last minute, so they were still not sure where they were picking up the pieces. And I think for season two, after, after having seen the the results or the backlash from season one, they really needed to scramble. And what better way to do that than bring in established characters? That's my thought on that. Mm -hmm. um, 
just damage control, essentially. And, and also they lie. They lie. So it's pr pretty easy, really. <laughs> no, yeah. no, but I mean, like you say, things change. You know, and when you lose three sets of show or two sets of showrunners in, in a short amount of time, um, it's kind of crazy. But if you, sorry, just to go back to this again, but I think it's, it's an interesting topic. Uh, so, so Cyborg and Spockwood were raised together, and it says that Cyborg was considered exceptionally gifted, mm -hmm. and Burnham was considered exceptionally gifted. So now Spock is now the dumbest in his in his family. Well, he's half human, but well, Burnham, Burnham is full human. Full human. <laughs> I hate that. She should have been a stupid younger sister. That would have been fun. Spock left the roost, and she was the you know younger sister that was less. Oh, and you got to think too that they would they would have been announced at the same time because. Burnham was telling Tilly about the adventures of of uh, Alice in Wonderland, and how that their mother read that to them, mm. her and her brother, mm. mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which I assume was Spock. Mm -hmm. Didn't say brothers, so I don't know if Cybok was. That was another missed opportunity. Just two so. years. If he if Spock was a kid and they're reading bedtime stories, then Cybok was still in the house. He wasn't revolutionary at fourteen, was he? Because only two years. The, the Burnham, I guess. Well, I guess six years to Spock, but two years to Burnham. Uh, yeah, they must all three be in the same house at the same time. Yeah. Which is fine, but also it's not that fine. Unless you have a really cool... Because I think that would be a really fun payoff. A flashback and we see Burnham and Spock, young Spock walks in and then we and then young Cyborg just barges through saying, I don't want to be part of this. It's like, hey, there's Cyborg. That'd be cool, I think. Like, prequel stuff. Like, double, triple prequel stuff. <laughs> yeah. That, I think, would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, one of the comments here is from Barry Chapman. Um, oh, hey, Barry. Is Nick Meyer still attached to the show? No. Nope. He left quite a while ago. Um, to yeah, do his own thing, Barry. his own you know, Star Trek project, which we've never heard anything about. But there's rumors flying everywhere that it's con-related. and Yeah. But you know what's great? You know what's great about working on things is that all you have to do is say hey Nick yes you interested in writing this story yep great Nick's now attached to the project like that's well, all you actually have to do I remember they made such a big deal about Nicholas Meyer being involved and Rod Roddenberry was an executive mm -hmm. producer and wow well, that made a difference and yeah that was heard of maybe for a month and then never again yep, yep. it's pretty obvious that Rod just stepped away it's like I can't this is not because obviously he knew his dad. He knew his dad's vision, and yeah. he knew his dad probably wouldn't. As Pil Pil said before, you know, uh, Roddenberry would be fine with him visually rebooting because he did it twice. But he always kept the canon consistent, at least, mostly. He yeah. wouldn't like the message or the morals or the way the show is, but he might be fine with the way it looks. But if he was writing it, I think it would be fine, because he would probably say it's oh, it's an alternate. I don't think I don't think he would I don't think he would re retcon out all of his original series. If he was doing it, he'd say, yeah, it's, it's just alternate reality. I'm going to start scratch. Do, do a different track. That's fun. Yeah. Or just go in the future. Or make it, yeah, 80 years in the future like TNG. So it's the same thing. But we can do totally new stuff now. Well, they are doing that. 20 <laughs> years. You know, old, old Picard, maybe, probably. Um, uh, Fat Produce sent $5. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if continuity was a contributing factor for the abuse that the writers received at the hands of the showrunners before they were fired. I would say maybe. <laughs> um, see, they, they they also made a big point about having uh, 
canon specialist, somebody that specializes mm -hmm. in Star Trek canon on staff to make sure everything lined up and they didn't step on anything. And I'm looking around going, I did, have they taken a two year vacation and haven't they, have they not showed up yet? Cause yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Yeah. Chef cook 499. Hey guys, have you seen the Spencer enterprise a on YouTube? Well, I was hoping you'd see that. Thank you. Yeah, that's a, thank you that's a for fun one. Yeah, thank you for the five dollars. Um, thank you. We've talked about this many, 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 many times on a f quite a few lives now. Spenny is no longer welcome on track yards for multiple reasons. Sorry, remember, be respectful. Mystic Spenny, the Mystic. The Mystic Spenny is is not available. He doesn't want us using his Enterprise, or he'll sue us because. He was a member of Trek Yards and got insulting and insulted me and a bunch of the members and we kicked him out and we were working with him to do a Trek Yards original on his ship, but he's very unmoving in his views when things don't line up he with what he thinks. Yeah, he doesn't actually respect canon. He's happy to change if it works for him. But that's not how it works. You know, we said before, but his ship is very, very, very large. It's way oversized because he, he built the design first without thinking about the scale. And so then he had to rework the scale out. And it's like, oh, now it's huge. But he still wanted the Excelsior to be the next ship. And just like the problem with Discovery, it's like, oh, well, now the Excelsior seems like a much lesser good leap, despite it being a leap. Um, and plus, it's not the best looking ship anyway. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, there's things that I like, but we're not going to talk about that because he sent us a nice long email afterwards saying, if you use my ship, my most wonderful and excellent design, uh, I will sue you, which you can't do because it's public domain, but whatever. So we're just not going to use it So or talk about it. So thank you. Yes, we're well aware of the Spenny Enterprise. Um, anyway, moving along and back to the topic of Spock. So I think the casting has been fairly well done. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing him in all the Spock accoutrements, the ears and all that and exactly mm -hmm. how Spock-like he's going to look. The shape of his face is very much spot on, Spock on, and uh, mm. as you said, his acting is very reserved and very much Vulcan-like, so I think it'll be fine. I think it'll... You probably blew them away in auditions, so... Mm. Carlos Albanese... Oh, sorry. Five pounds. Uh, Bang. He seemed embarrassed by his family, rejected by his dad and his sister, started a war and mutiny, and his brother rejected Vulcan. Oh, yeah, he's would be embarrassed by his sister for causing a mutiny and starting a war. It's true. Even though later he says, in which ep I forget which episode, never in the history of yes. Starfleet has there ever been a mutiny on their captain. Except, Except my for my sister. sister which, like eight years ago. Yeah. Who now doesn't exist because she got swept off existence and it never happened. See, that's what's going to happen. It's got to it's be. be. But yes, and somebody else had mentioned, I saw a comment up earlier saying that was it in the JJ-verse wasn't Spock basically special needs <laughs> because of the way he was picked on in school, and I don't think so, no. No. He might have been perceived that way because he was half-human and he couldn't measure up to the Vulcans, but no. See, that's interesting. You're, you're very much, you're very right about that. It's like Spock, we associate as being a great talent. But that could just be in context with the humans. As I think is what they were exploring in 09. He's, he's a very underwhelming Vulcan. And while getting into the Academy, most that wanted to did. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, he could just be really great on a Federation ship when he's one of the only Vulcans. I 
and we look at him because he's past legendary crew. But yeah, I mean, Burnham could just be smarter because she's just smart and she has the human uh, intuition factor, which Vulcans don't have, and you've seen how they can be very close-minded. Yeah. And Cyborg doesn't have the restrictions of emotion um, of, of that same dampening, which may have helped him when he was younger. And then obviously he rejected all of it and went away. So maybe we're just overvaluing Spock as a character in terms of intelligence. I got, I got to know, address something about the mutiny thing sure. I said. Joe Wright said, no, he said mutiny never on record. And somebody else said her mutiny was expunged, therefore it didn't happen because she got her commission back and all that, which is fine. So it's no longer on the records, but... Yeah. It's funny you just wouldn't bring it up then. You, why, why would the, the, you know, the guy that knows very well his sister did do a mutiny... Why would he then? Why would he then? I mean, I guess it's, I guess Vulcans have technicality, so because it was technically expunged, he could not lie and say that. Just don't say that, you know. It it doesn't. You know, it, uh, yeah. There was a mutiny, and it was redacted. It still happened. One of the comments here, Ninety Lancaster said, "The second hormone sexual to play Spock." I don't know what a hormone sexual is. Don't know either. Um, doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, um, did Spock mention his own mutiny? Did Spock mention his own mutiny? When did when did this well, occur? Well, for oh, menagerie. menagerie? Well, that episode was before the menagerie anyway. He was, they mentioned. Yeah, the court-martial was never finished because it was never an official court-martial because it was a Telosian illusion for the Admiral, so... Yeah. And I think the episode where he mentions the things was before that anyway, so... Yeah. Anyway, getting off topic here. But no, this, I think this guy's a good casting. I mean, I, there's a picture of them side by side, and Len Nimoy looks far more intellectual and, and poised and stuff, uh, and, and thinner, the face in the 60s. But, I mean, the, the one thing I thought of the guy straight away, he has got a pointy face. There is genuine point, and when you add, when you add the ears and the eyebrows, because the eyebrows will change his, his, his view quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally fine casting, and it just depends what they do with them. Depends what they do with them, because if it's just... You know, not exposition or making Burnham more canon by him addressing her, you know, that sort of way. We're going to make our Burnham more relevant by making him love her or respect her too much, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Burnham, your intellect is so amazing. Wow, thanks, guys. Way, way to make your character even better. Uh, but hopefully, they give him some good stuff to do, really. I mean, Quinto had sometimes good stuff, sometimes not some good stuff, sometimes punching people in the face. All the time he was punching people in the face and yelling and screaming and crying and throwing hissy fits over his girlfriend, not doing... Yeah, they could have writ Spock better. <laughs> they did. They, they very much did. Um, but again, those scripts are just poorly written. The third one's good, but the first one's just poorly And you can't, you know, can't get away from poorly written, so... Yeah, there's the exact quote. Chekhov, has there ever been a mutiny on a starship before? Spock. Absolutely no record of such an occurrence. Sure, it was expunged from the record. I get that. And logically, I guess that's the correct answer. But I'm not trying oh, to make I, a point of this. I just It was just an interesting... Uh, see, I would... Again, this is 60s. We're retconning the 60s. But I would... If you write it now, you'd say no, form, no formal mutinies have ever been. Because that's such a f- fundamental statement. And that's Gene. That's Gene saying... No, Starfleet captains do not mutiny. That's what he was saying. It's a statement of, you know, it wasn't just a line of dialogue. It was a very specific thing. Yeah. There's been rumors, too, that um, 
uh, Spock's son, Adam Nimoy, well, Leonard Nimoy's son, <laughs> Adam Nimoy, has agreed uh, that they can partially, or they can use his likeness. So I don't know if that was who's, in his will. Whose likeness? Leonard Nimoy's. Um, oh. uh, so there's rumors that they might CGI some of Spock's facial structures into this actor, which I think would be stupid. I wouldn't want to see that. I don't know if I'd want to see... I don't know if I'd want to see that because it takes away from the actor, in my opinion. Well, the fact is, I'd rather have save the budget for better reasons and get a really good actor that harnesses his performance than having less Spock with less good things to say and they are burning a lot of the budget on just a... Like the scene in Blade Runner and the scene in Star Wars, they're great, the, the cameo scenes. Like, this really adds to the movie. Wow, here they are. End of scene. You know, they're not... Tarkin obviously is a bit more round Tarkin, but... No, let let him act. Let let us have the younger younger Spock. We've never, although I guess he's older than Cage, isn't he? By so he's three older. years, yeah. But he's yeah, still so he, he was just, he was still smiling in the cage. So yeah, this could be a more emotional Spock before the events of what happens in Discovery season two make him more logical, perhaps. Shift well, it's what it's years. what we said. We, I think we both agreed. We love the idea of the the purple things. His search for them changing him from being the because that'd be kind of cool to see him at the start being that's not how Spock acts and then at the end because of his events like, like Vija changed him you know he's then suddenly right at the end because that'd be that would well they've invented purple things but it's a nice way of linking the canon you know linking it to being this is weird cage Spock and then later maybe even seeing Burnham uh, makes him want to be more Vulcan you know well if, if, a, if a fully human ugh I shared my meals with her <laughs> can be Vulcan. I can be more Vulcan. You know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, do you think he looks like Sarek, the new Sarek actor? Uh, a little bit, actually. Which is a nice tie-in as well. Yeah. <coughs> Although we know they didn't speak for, you know, a decade, so we're not going to see them together because that would make no sense. Although I'm sure we will see them together, and they'll have their memories wiped. <laughs> Just canon. Eh. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. I do. I do still want to see Cyborg. I think it'd be fun to see young Cyborg. They, they can't ignore him. No, know? I, I think he might come up in a line of dialogue between Burnham and Spock, but I can't see them showing him. Well, like I say, we know there's young Spock, so I, I just yeah, just a family scene, you know. Everyone on the dinner table. I mean, these are things we never wanted, we never needed to see, as Star Trek fans. But the fact that now we're in this prequel territory, we have young people hard. It's like, well, you, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can always enhance Star Trek Five by by enhancing the cyborg presence. You know, give him more character. You know. Yeah. But then their track record is not particularly strong. So. Yeah. I mean, like a, like I've been saying, I'm I'm eager to see it. I'm mean, everything about Discovery season two. I'm eager to see how they use them, uh, Pike, uh, Spock, whether they do it justice, the new uniforms, any new TOS callbacks. I'm eager to see how it comes about and how it's going to look. Um, I mean, there's potential to make it not suck. <laughs> um, well, I'm, they must have learned lessons from the first season. Oh, it shouldn't suck, you know. They they saw the, the the pushback from a lot of their decisions, so. But do they care? Are they paying attention? Because there's These both. Are there's, the been, there's 
both sides of that fence. I mean, some people absolutely love the fact that Discovery is exactly the way it is. Uh, I wouldn't have watched it if it was more like the original series. You know, I love Discovery, so I don't know. There's two sides to that argument, and I don't know what CBS is listening to because they're just they want to make money, they want to do their own thing, and yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they don't listen, or the people in charge don't care. Uh, it, but 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 the the whole potential Klingon redesign. If they change the Klingons fundamentally back or hybrid in between, then they have listened. I think as I think that's why we haven't seen any Klingon footage because they're actively fixing their mistake, um, as they might do the ship designs. Yeah, we said, you said, that the third of the a third of the fleet's been destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. that must be a that must be a really good excuse because that's such a throwaway line of dialogue. It didn't mean much, you know. It didn't even add the ten- to the tension that much. It didn't, it didn't play up on it. Mm. But if they use it as an excuse to say, "Well, now we've got a whole new line of ships," and boom, they've got the right sort of cells, and you know, it's very much they've they've given themselves opportunities, you know. Depends if they use them, you know, in a in a, in a full way or not. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I, this new actor. I'm sure he'll be great as Spock. I'm sure he did really good in the 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 casting to get the, the part so mm-hmm. it's just a matter of waiting and seeing how it turns out and not being too critical early on well it's the first reaction live isn't it you know it's gotta be but I mean how much of him do you think we'll see in this season how much do you actually want to see of him in this season not much um, we've speculated about this too um, is he just going to show up for the last couple episodes where they kind of mm. solve the problem and they find him or is he going to show up kind of midway and help them on the rest of the adventure that's kind of the way i think they'll go with it um but at the same time i don't know if if he's really good i'd like to see a lot of him if he's not great or he doesn't live up to the hype do you really want to see a lot of them so it's it's one of those you know a, a poorly written thing there's only so much you can save a really well written thing even if it's in the wrong universe or the wrong visual universe, it can still be really good. Yeah. You know? It's like the Star Trek V scenes in the campfires. They're really well written in a pre-subpar film. You know? You can have highlighting bits that, that make you feel, wow, it's really cool. Um, but well, you've got to imagine that that's the most sacred character they've used so far. And Sarek, I'll give him credit, Sarek was pretty well written in season one. Wasn't he? He wasn't in it much, but I mean... Pretty yeah, well I, written. I, I didn't have a problem with them at all. Yeah. Really. Yeah. So I'd have to go back and watch again because I don't really remember. Uh, every yeah, they didn't really stand out much today. No. Well, that's uh, the thing. They didn't, there's nothing objectionable, which is good because they at least didn't push that too far in the wrong way. And so Spock, I mean, they've got another pressures on, but also if they make that the best Spock since Leonard Nimoy, since Leonard Nimoy, then they can sell action oh. figures. He can do events. You can make a spin-off. Well, not a spin-off of Spock, but you know they can really market this because we know they they haven't done the best with selling toys. But if they actually get a real win, yeah. yeah. I uh, I gotta say he's not replacing Leonard Nimoy because no, you can never hope to replace Leonard Nimoy. Only succeed him. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, I mean, I I think we both really liked Todd Habercorn from Continues. He really harnessed something interesting. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily Spock as Leonard Nimoy. It was. Because the thing, do you play the character of Spock? Do you play Leonard Nimoy's performance? Do you play his which part of his performance? Do you play just a repressed emotional Vulcan, which is what the um, JJ obviously said to to Quinto? You know, 
is it better to play to play William Shatner or just play a confident, you know, in his forties captain with bravado? Which well, see, one's better? Well, yeah. that's what Chris Pine did. Chris Pine did his own Kirk. He didn't do mm-hmm. Shatner doing Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, which worked. I mean, there's one or two instances from Chris Pine's yeah. Kirk that were Shatner esque. And you got to do one or two little nods like that. But to do the whole performance as such, um, it can work on certain levels. I mean, we've seen Vic Magnana, who does, he definitely channels Shatner's Kirk and does a pretty fantastic job. Um, but that's emulating an actor playing a role. You're not mm. making the role your own, which, I mean, the J.J. films and Star Trek Continues are two different things. The Star Trek Continues mm. is trying to be... Um, the continuation of the original series so that makes sense to play it like that mm. um but yeah i don't know what they'll do with him i i'd like to see a new take on spock i mean quinto yeah we got that with quinto but Quint, as we've said you know he's punching people in the face every five seconds or screaming or crying or having mm-hmm. a hissy fit with because his girlfriend won't talk to him i mean it's just it's not it's not spock. stop prime it's uh, not spock. i wasn't trying to be a joke i was saying prime rib but it's like it's it works. Well. It's not prime Spock. It's not. He wasn't. He wasn't given the Spock yeah, he was, that we deserved. You know. He was in the, just in the fridge, four day old, rough, hard to chew Spock. He's not the prime Spock. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of food, Chef Cook has donated <sighs> four ninety nine. Thank um, you, hey, guys. Uh, do you think we will see a Star Trek: The New Generation in the twenty five in twenty fifth century? A new crew. Eventually, absolutely. Eventually. It might take on 10, 15 years, but eventually. Yeah. Emo Got Spock. to at some point. Yeah. Well, um, Stuart, just since we haven't mentioned it yet, what, what are Super Chats, Stuart, and why are they important? Because you need to point them out because they're kind of important, important. Well, I mean, people should know by now. I mean, just donating helps. Helps the channel. Um a lot of times from the super chats we make as much as uh, one of our regular videos just does in like a week or more mm-hmm. um so i mean it just helps out the channel if you can also head on over to patreon the links in every description mm-hmm. of every video just help us like two dollars five dollars a month that's very much appreciated but mm-hmm. these super chats are great because we get to interact with you real time yep. get to bring you new exciting breaking news or have discussions back and forth and at the same time make some money so that we can actually create new shows um, I don't want yeah. to get into the, the, the money thing too much, but I mean, it does all help out. So, yeah, we've been a bit of a steady decline with money, and these super chats have really turned that around. So it's it's very very important. So, as we said before, you know, even a dollar saying hi or a question or a comment, it's it's important and it mounts up. And we love these conversations because it, it's just, I mean, we're going to get to know you all. I think at some point, you know, well, these know a lot of them pop- already. A lot of the people that donate every super chat, like two dollars uh, a couple times, or yeah, there's a lot of names that keep coming up, which is awesome. So, mm-hmm. I will super chat when you make a Tilly pinup shirt. That's a good idea. That's your job, Stuart. I will. I will that. handle that. You want to touch that, that, so I'm not going to touch that. You can touch it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to read a few. I'm going to go through some of these other comments that aren't super chats, though, because not everybody oh. can donate on a regular basis. So that's fine if you randomly pick some. Um, sure. I really enjoyed your channel, but I can't afford to pay. It's Stephen Arsenal, uh, which is understandable. It's a free, cha- free channel for a reason. Yeah, all <laughs> no, of our content's just... free. It's just, yeah. So we make an active, con- we make an active 
decision not to put any content behind a Patreon paywall yeah. because of how much content we generate on a weekly basis, that it should be for all of you for free. But it's okay if you want to allow us to make more, then it's a Patreon thing or Super Chat thing, you know. And if yeah. you don't, then we can't continue and then everyone loses out. Braid, that, or there's a hash, hashtag Tilly pinup. Uh, <laughs> Braden Gr- Gr- uh, Goss, is your wife jealous of your Tilly love? Nope. Samuel, you know Sylvia. You know she's <laughs> she's kind of in love with Tilly herself. So it would be a fun day. His, his wife is kind of a Slavic Killy. Yeah, she's Croatian. Uh, but <laughs> when I met her, she had the red red short curly hair and very much like like Tilly as far as personality goes and intelligence and. So what we're saying is that life is imitating art to imitate to imitate life. So you're saying the next captain um, in in the show will be Captain Foslow and Captain Stuart Foslow and uh, Tilly Tilly will fall in love with him and uh, make make several babies. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and she'll get everyone drunk. Unfortunately, we'll never get a Captain Foley on Star Trek because they know Trek Yards and they don't want to pump up my ego. <laughs> they have internal things. It, J- it's a thing. <laughs> James James T. Kirk is commenting here. That Kirk. They just Hello. Used, they just do stock footage uh, uh, from the original TOS episode and Deep Space Nine episode with the Tribbles. They just used effects from the Forrest Gump film. I don't even know what he's talking about. He must be addressing somebody else's comment. No, well, he means that that to bring back the original people, they had, they had the you know trials and tribulations. They intercut footage and they used Forrest oh. Gump technology to incorporate. But you, you couldn't do that; it wouldn't be practical. Yeah, he goes on to say, well. "But with Discovery, it's just a stupid visual reboot." So yeah, you, you have to rotoscope him out and to digitally change his costume and limit yourself to his angles and limit yourself to the 1080p um, with film grain and limit yourself, limit yourself to his dialogue and limit yourself to his height. And the lighting, like it's not worth anyone's time, honestly. Because you want, why have him there if it's not a character? You know, it, it, you want additions to the role. You want additions to the to the mythos. You know, yeah. don't just have look. There's Spock in a window, a VFX oh. window. There he is, and he's gone. So we talked the, what, about that point? early on, like when we first saw the last episode of when we did our review on it. Um, are they going to show the bridge? Are we going to see Pike on the view screen and Spock? In the background, you could use that if that's all you, was, you see him as like a brief. There's Leonard, Leonard Nimoy cameo. Right. He's doing his own thing at a science mm. station, and that's all you see. Right. Just as right. a nice little nod instead of like an active part of the story, that yeah. would have been fine. Um, but yeah, for an act- actual story element, that wouldn't work. So just, yeah, just yeah, make it important or not at all, or not at all. You know, do Spock justice. Yeah, by having Spock mean something. There you go. Hashtag do Spock justice. That's a, a new Trek Yards hashtag. Put it up there. Yeah. Hashtag do Spock justice. Yeah, I can't believe I'm like, doing you know, this. Can play of a eighteen year old daughter. Hashtag awesome. Everyone's judging you, Stuart. Everybody judges me all the time on these videos, and I really don't. Yeah, but this is different. Anymore. This is this is a different level. <clears throat> I, I hope they have a proper update to the Gorn in Discovery. Well, we've already seen the Gorn in Discovery, at least a skeletal Gorn, and it did look the skull is very much like we saw in Arena. Mm. The problem is, well, Arena was like the first real encounter they had with the uh, Gorn uh, that we actually saw them. 
we could see behind the scenes, I guess, what the Gorn are doing in their own territory. Um, an unknown ship attacks the Federation, whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. well, I, the the, the re- uh, you know the Gorn looks so close to the one in TOS in terms of vibe. You can tell that whoever designed the skeleton and did it was a you know a nice casual. We're not going to tell the production we're just going to do it because we want to do it, and then they didn't. You know, if they, if they told us just all oh, created a Gorn in here. Then they would say, "Oh, change it and redesign it." But next, they did it sneakily, just part of set dressing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Patrick sent five euros. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, hey, Stuart and Samuel, like the stream. Hello. Also, Thank question: you. Did you get oh. uh, Did you get the time to see my Voyager model yet? And if so, did you like it? I did. I was looking at it. Uh, it's one of the emails he sent us with the moving. Uh, and I think it's fantastic uh, as a model builder. I'm not good with the electronics and stuff. I've only built mm, one mm-hmm. lit model, but I really, what you've done is fantastic. So yes, yes, we've seen it and uh, keep up the good mm-hmm. work. I yeah, I had a brief look and it, this this is a weird double meaning thing, but it looked like Voyager. You know, it's like, it looked like Voyager. It's a compliment, but also it's like, it just looked like what I thought it would look like. Cause I'm, I'm not a model builder at all, so. But yeah, but you see the internals and stuff and the work that that takes. So. Yeah, that's complicated. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> don't want to think about how difficult that was. <laughs> uh, Chris Caustic, four ninety nine. Oh, I hope I say your name right. Caustic is like a. Caustic, You'll learn, Stuart. You'll learn. Burns. Anyway, hi guys. No question. Just wanted Hello. to say hi. Good super chat. Hashtag Trekyards rocks. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um. This is not Spock. Yeah, we get it. This is not our Star Trek. That's what they said about TNG. This is not Kirk and Spock. Judge it on its own merits. And as I just watched Larry Nemechek's live, and he was saying the same thing. When the, first season, when the motion picture came out, people were so against it for being different. When TNG came out, people were so against it for being different. When Enterprise came out, the first season, everybody hated it. Um, the the yeah, the problem is though is that each of those are fractured for different reasons. They didn't like TMP because it's not a it wasn't the best movie and b it did change. You know, if you went into Star Trek expecting to see a continuation of that and all the art design is different and the characters are older and you know what do you pull from TOS or TMP except the raw character? Yeah. Samuel, are you still there? It's, Yes. Hello. Okay, your image is frozen on the screen. That's why I'm asking. Oh. Oh, there we go. You're back now. You're back now. Yes. Weird. Uh, and then obviously TNG, it looked radically different. If you wanted more of Trek, you thought you wanted, which was the the Reef era. No, you went to the future. Yeah. But obviously, it was you know visual future. Like all those changes made sense. Obviously, we we retconned uh, TMP to make sense. That's fine. And then obviously Enterprise. The first season just wasn't very good. It wasn't so much about um, it's so different. Is that we didn't want a prequel and one that's also lackluster. You know what I mean? So it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Each show should. But all those shows well, did respect the cat, did link, did well, progress, did whatever. This yeah. one is the first one that visually but, reboots but they didn't, and alters though, it. Because a lot of people back. say that the motion picture was a visual reboot. They changed the Klingons. It's a brand new Enterprise. They're just reimagining re- re- the look of the Enterprise. That was it's a big thing back then. It's the future. I know. It's and not it's, a reboot. It's just the I future. I know that. I know that, and you know that. But they 
there was an there was that camp that argued that, and you can't get around that fact. No, also, TNG, it's the hat, you know, not Mike, not my Kirk, not my Spock, or that was for JJ, sorry, but you know, not my Star Trek because there was no Kirk and Spock. That was a huge thing for TNG, and as we've seen, if you go back and watch a lot of episode or season one of TNG, it's cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. So even Larry Nemechek was saying every iteration of Star Trek has its hiccup, especially its first mm-hmm. year. You need mm-hmm. to push through it, and I know I know a lot of people are upset with the dis, you know, disregarding or disrespecting canon thing. Um, I am too. Like those aren't Klingon ships; those aren't Klingons. I, I feel like I'm on that bandwagon way back in the, the day, saying I, I remember TNG coming out and being like, I don't know if I want to watch it. You know, what are they just going to do? Beam planet to planet? It's so far in the future. Did they, they even need a starship? What's this French captain? I remember saying to my brother, was he going to wear a beret and have a little twirly mustache? <laughs> like, I was kind of an asshole as a kid. But but just like every good Trek, his Frenchness didn't play into the character at all. Like, he's just a person. Happens to be French. Chekhov happens to be British Russian. accent, yeah. Just happens uh, to be whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It Obviously, when I grew up, I was I was already watching all these shows, and I watched Voyager Live and, and, and Enterprise Live. Um, obviously, at, you know, at the time I was watching uh, Stargate Atlantis, SG One, Enterprise, and a Battlestar Galactica. That was the four we watched at the time. And you know, Enterprise was easily the weakest of them all. I was watching it more under obligation. That it was Star Trek. It was not a very good show compared to Atlantis and BSG. Certainly not. And it was amazing how good BSG was in comparison. You know, contrast makes each look more black and white in terms of quality. Blows it got better, but at least you can respect that they really tried to, you know, adhere to canon as much as let's be clever and not break anything. Just sort of, mm-hmm. but again, they were so far in the past that, well, yeah, it's closer to us than it's to TOS. You know, so obviously, it, it, it you know, it makes a lot more sense. It's yeah, yeah. It depends where you come at Star Trek from, because it's one of the reasons I didn't like Enterprise was because of my FASA and Starfleet Battles upbringing, like those were my established histories and canons and then Enterprise comes along and says nope I don't think so so I was kind of like eh, I'm kind of against Enterprise but no I'd let, Enterprise is what it is it's Enterprise it's still Star Trek I think though if it all been season 4 if season 4 was season 1 you would have loved it a lot more because you would have seen Hell the yes. attempt to be exactly if it was a better show you would have said okay yeah my, my, my side canon books on canon that's fine that's fine this is a cool show like you wouldn't have thought but because it was also not a good first season that Quality still can be quality. That's why we can appreciate Beyond. It was still a good film, even mm-hmm. though it was JJ and it was as in his his universe. Yeah, I'd rather enjoyed was... Beyond. Um, oh, we got yeah. another super chat. Luke nine five one one five dollars. Thank you. Uh, greetings, Captain Thank and Commander. You. Hello. Would, would either of you watch a TOS-based series with a refit version of the USS Franklin as the main ship? Yeah. That'd be yeah. kind of neat, actually. Yeah, different take on you know short range scout vessel. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think we would both be up for any what six episode hour long show in any part of the timeline. Pretty much. I think much. we'd both be happy with that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, I understand all the the people that are upset or worried or concerned. From what we've seen so far from Discovery, being upset about a new Spock. I get it. I get the concern. I get the worry. Um, now, the interesting thing is that this will be a different kind of Spock because, as we saw in the cage, 
Spock was smiling and holding plants and mm. yelling across the bridge, close the circuit! You know, um, very odd Spock for sure. So, I don't it, know. I just want to address something briefly. Dean Ford said I'm being negative about casting Star Trek. You must not watch it at the start. We were both very positive. Yes. It's amazing how people watch what you're saying and take interesting perspectives which you they didn't take mean. out what they want to take out it's like we were both very this guy's gonna be great and yet i'm being called out for being negative and it's like oh okay fair enough guess it doesn't understand what i was talking about can't win this joke can we nope that's why we just that's why we just try and be honest one week you know? we're a discovery hater next week we're being paid by cbs to just force discovery down your throat discovery love guys love it no we just Lay it on the line how we see it. If we like it, we like yep. it. If we don't, we don't. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. We're going to tell you it doesn't fit and how we can maybe make it fit and fix it. Patrick sent another two. Sorry, yep. I didn't mean to cut you off. But Patrick sent another <laughs> two pounds. Um, love the feedback, guys. Also, it wasn't done yet. Wink. I don't know. What wasn't done? <laughs> I must have missed something. Sorry. There's a lot to keep track of in... Uh... <laughs> Super chat live streaming. At Trek Yards. I'm sure Doomcock is beating up on the casting. Oh, yeah, for sure okay. he is. And we're over here. <laughs> I haven't seen Random Game User 42. She's probably moderating well, over on Doomcocks. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, no, I think uh, what, what's interesting is that. Uh, weird. No, I, think, I think nowadays, though, because you know, TNG came out and people only had TOS. Yeah, because I think people were, people didn't like DS9 for the premise, not for the fact that it was in the, in the different crew or the different era. Like it was just a, a, a seeming lazy premise, you know. I don't think anyone hated Voyager premise-wise. Yeah, I got a resurrected starships is here. First of all, he does great work. Go check out resurrected starships. Mm -hmm. Just did a fantastic video on the Constitution classes at the right size. Gives a nice <laughs> shout out to Trek Yards and our analysis of it in that video, so thank you. But he came on and said, he's kind of doing a Lore Reloaded, because Lore Reloaded's not here to pick on us. <laughs> he's like, Sam and Stuart are so hateful, just hateful people. And then he thinks about some of the other YouTube channels that actually hate on anything new that comes out. Yes. <laughs> Go see Doomcock, for example. Um, he just, he doesn't get it. Well, he get, he, things, I understand why he's angry. I understand the point of his videos. I do enjoy uh -huh. some of them. They are quite, they make me laugh. They make me chuckle because a lot of the times I think those things. But when you lay it all out in the broad light of day and look at every aspect of it, it's like you can't literally say that it's as bad as he's making it out to be. You know? Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a filmmaker by trade, so I see it from a broad set of you know, I can see the light, I can see the director, I can see the editing, I can see all that stuff. So I've got an objective sense of this of a quality of that side. We both have had direct from two very different perspectives, but both we've actually come to be quite balanced in each other talking about it. And we're on very similar pages despite the the generational difference in how we brought up with Trek. Mm. So we see it in uh, but we, we want new Trek, we want we want good yeah. Trek. But why hate on any Trek? You know? And, and again, 09 is, is not a good movie because it's poorly written, but it's got some very good VFX. The, the, music, in, the music in 09 is fantastic. I love the soundtrack. Yep. yep. There's yep. a lot so, of great aspects of that movie. It's just the writing and the basic story brings it down. But but that does not diminish the 1,000 people who worked on ILM to make it amazing, the great composer, the 
the the sets. I mean, you that you can say is a terrible Star Trek set, but it's a great set. There is there is you know carp carpentinizing uh, what whatever the word is. How do you say that? Com compartmentalizing. Thank Blah. you. I can't even say it today. <laughs> <laughs> so it, nothing can ever be truly good or truly bad. You know, even like some of the old, old, old films from, you know, classic cinema, whatever, that might have terrible, you know, um, cinematography because they couldn't move the cameras. Terrible sound quality because they didn't have good microphones. Terrible. But, but that's not the point. The acting might be really solid, might be a bit wooden, but it could be very. The subtleties could be there. Like, it, you know what I mean? The All these things are. The perfect representation of this is my son, who's like 13, could make a Star Trek film that's four minutes long and it absolutely sucks because he doesn't have any uniforms, he doesn't have any props, he doesn't have anything. But the fact is, he made a Star Trek film. Mm. It's about the Star Trek. It's about his love of the franchise. That's why he did it. So yeah, there's a lot of elements that wouldn't be great about it. Doesn't mean it's not worth anything. It's, I don't know. I'm trying to get the point across, but um, Jay Donaldson, five dollars. So thank you. Do you think thank the you. change in tone from season one to season two will be so massive that we are going to get whiplash, or is that just the trailer? Thanks, guys. No, I think they'll make it subtle. Um, I'm mm. hoping with the Klingons yep. just as much so. I mean, if they're changing the look, that's fine. Just do it right. And don't all of a sudden, here's Lorel with a totally new look. No explanation. That'd be kind of like a hard reset, which is fine, I guess. But I wouldn't want that. I'd want some kind of build up as to why she looks different or, mm. you know. So I don't think it's going to be a whiplash thing. It was interesting. I'll, I'll comment on that as well. But George Alexander just said Star Trek 2009 was a good film, great music. The other two are just forgettable. I think the opposite. I think 09's forgettable. It's just a boring, you know, a generic yeah. action movie. I agree. And that that breaks so many things. It is mind-bogglingly stupid in its script. Into Darkness is again just a, just a complete rip-off. But Beyond is actual Trek. You can watch it. You can appreciate it. The villain's not the most interesting until you look at the yeah. canonical link. There's so many great references, there's so many great bits, so great acting. I, I say the opposite. I think Trek fans are going to ignore the first two as time goes on, and the third will get a more cult appreciation. Yeah, especially the first half of Beyond is yeah. really well done. The second half is kind of mm -hmm. typical Fast yeah. and Furious action movie cliche-ish. But, but better than the first two's action. I think so, yes. It's a bit more balanced. Yeah, I enjoyed Beyond more. Um, yeah, Alex I was smiling in Beyond, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Alexander Kolchak, five dollars. Why? This is why I love Trek Yards. You guys have such a balanced approach to these shows. Highlight the good and critically analyze the not so good. Exactly. That's what you should do with everything in life. Yeah. Um, just be good a good summary. person and look at the good and the bad. Yeah, it's true. Why, why just hate anything? I mean, you can objectively hate. The, the I mean, you can't like the Nazis, but but someone you know people have said, well, they did great things. The economy of Germany, you know, I mean, and nothing. Scientific advancement, but yeah, nothing. Even though they were horrendous monsters, yeah. there was nothing is ever completely black and white. Uh, even if what we do to react to them can be, you know. Yeah. Um, so I just don't look in the absolute. I mean, what isn't that what Star Trek quote saying? Oh, it's Star Wars, isn't it? There, there, there's only oh, yeah. absolute. We don't believe in absolutes. Only so. the Sith, only the Sith deal in absolutes. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, I hate discovery. I love discovery. But, but that being said, I mean, only the Sith deal in absolutes. But Yoda says, "Do or do not." There is no try. <laughs> That's an absolute. There's a lot of contradictions in Star Wars as well. But let's another another topic for another day, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah. one of our admins, Jason. Uh, Jason is here. 
Uh, Hello. <laughs> always, our team track yards, always the best. So thank you. And you're part of that, so you're the best too. Wait, he praised himself. Does that count? Yes, yes. that's fine. Mm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Yoda was a Sith. See, here we go off, off the rails. But no, yeah, we we try not to be like polarizing one way or the other. We do. I mean, and there are a lot of things I feel very strongly about. I'm not a fan of the JJ Prize. The one designed by Ryan Church doesn't mean I hate absolutely every aspect of it. I've always said from the side, I love it. It looks perfect from the side. As soon as you change the angle, it starts to fall apart. And the nacelles are too close together. I mean, I can be nitpicky and I can not like something, but there are aspects of it that I do like. And you got to find the good in everything. Um, rum truffler, two pounds. Laurel Thank would you. look. Uh, Laurel look could change because she's a spy. And chance of the Clone Empire. She has budget. <laughs> budget and a bomb. I want to look like the classical Klingons of our past. Plastic surgery, guy. Plastic surgery, me, guys. I want to look okay. more like my boyfriend. I want to look human. Let's start a new trend. Hashtag Klingons look human. Hashtag smooth heads equal rights. Smooth heads matter. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So many new hashtags coming out of this live. Yeah, yeah. But back to Spock for a second. Why? What? Why would we do that? Oh, it's no. what this is about this whole thing. Yes, yes. I mean, honestly, well, okay. So you remember we we talked about this originally, and you were you did not know they cast the adult Spock. It was sort of a, a you know, in, inside of what Kurtzman said, we know there's a young Spock. Are you happy that they did that? They are including a older Spock to have the Burnham Spock scenes to have well, not the Spock Sarek scenes, but the 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 Spock and um, uh, Pike. I mean, are you happy that's a thing? Taking out the fact that it might be good, might be bad. The fact that they've gone that direction. What do you think? Yes. I'm, I am kind of glad they did, because otherwise we'd be like, we knew they wouldn't. And we'd have all, we'd hear all the hate about it. Like, they couldn't have done it right. They would have screwed it up. Now at least there's, you yeah. know, people are going to be like, they did screw it up. Look what they did. This guy's not good for it. It, it just opens up a whole new avenue of discussion both pro and con 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 <laughs> so I, I am glad they did it because I mean we're seeing Pike we're seeing number one um, it's it's like a new it's a re reimagining of the cage crew which I think a lot of people my friend Timothy oh yeah number one yeah, yeah my friend my, my friend here in London Timothy Earl who met me through Trek Yards we go for wings and beer all the time he's a huge <laughs> cage fan that's his favorite yes. Star Trek that I era. could tell. I yeah. could tell. The, the uniforms, the, the weapons. He's just, yeah. he knows everything about it. And that's his era. And he's excited about seeing these new guys in Discovery. He's excited about a new Pike and a new crew that's based on the crew that he's loved for years. Uh, a new reimagining of it. So, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that with Spock. Um, if they wouldn't have had Spock in it, I would have been very disappointed. Um, so I'm kind of, I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> oh, shit, we're missing some super chats. Adam Boots, five pounds. Uh, Thank you. I saw a doc which explained the reason Spock was emotional was to balance Pike's seriousness with Spock and Kirk. The roles ended up being reversed. Yes. yes. That rings a bell. Yeah, um, which is dumb. <laughs> it's like a mirror universe. Uh, well, it makes sense for the cage, but not for the characters at the time. If that makes sense. 
Uh, like it doesn't. It doesn't now work as a concept. You can't say, "Well, Spock on the bridge," because again, this is this is in the universe. So Spock what? on the bridge felt his captain was too serious, so he wanted I think to laugh. They were talking more. about JJ. The JJ reimagining. That's why they changed. Unless I'm very much not reading into that properly. <laughs> chef's anyway. the chef's back, Stuart. The chef. Chef, yeah, Chef Cook, four ninety nine. Uh, Thank you. I forgot to say, Spencer is trying to getting his Enterprise on Star Trek Online, and also should try. Re I forgot to say, Spencer is trying to getting his Enterprise on Star Trek Online, and also should they reboot TNG? Your thoughts on and keep up the good work. Okay, first of all, Spencer, Mister Spenny, and his Enterprise. He made a video saying that CBS, the greedy devil dog bastards, should give him $7 million and use his enterprise, and but he'll never sell it to them because they're just greedy and blah, blah, blah. So no, it's never going to be in Star Trek Online. And reboot TNG? I mean, maybe in 20 years. I'm sure somebody will do that. But... Why? Because you got to see something there's, there's new that no worked There's no reason before. to. I know, but there was no reason to reboot uh, TOS, in my opinion, either. But they didn't reboot TOS. There's a TOS prequel that they updated. That's the thing. It's not actually TOS reboot. That... Oh, we're talking about JJ. The JJ films. They rebooted oh, well, TOS. That was... Well, yeah, but they were for mass media. They were just like popcorn. Let's earn money by making blockbuster action films of Star Trek. And they'll Ooh, do that Star in 20 Wars. years about TNG, when the nostalgia and the people that watch TNG have kids and... <sighs> But TNG doesn't in itself at all to an action film. There's nothing. They're not action people except Worf, and he got, he got shot down are. more times. There's always a, a villain trying to destroy so a, a planet or the universe. You're rebooting TNG through the movies, through old versions of them. So, right, so we're, we're rebooting back to 50 or 60 year old versions of these characters. Right. Yep. Just a TNG reboot, all that would need to be is just, right, we've got a show that looks consistent, that takes place during season three of TNG. Unless you bring on recast characters of the originals. That would be the closest reboot you could make sense to do. It's just have a place in the timeline. For example, the Cardassian War. Why not? I mean, why, but also why not? Uh, but that, I mean, TOS has a certain you know legacy value. 50 years, definitive, yeah. it is action. TNG. Terry, Terry Farley says people who watch TNG have grandkids. I understand that. I'm sorry I said that wrong. I have grandkids, for Christ's sakes, um, and I grew up with TNG, <laughs> so yes, I get that, but grandkids. In, in another 20 years, I can see them, we're out of ideas, um, let's reboot TNG, okay. Well, the problem is they're going to lose, they're losing Trek fans that watch this new stuff, they're also gaining random people. But they watch it. That's why I say about the CBS All Access. It's such, it's such a flawed idea because only hardcore Trek fans will pay to watch. Because if you're not a hardcore Trek fan, why would you pay to watch a new service? Those who watch JJ won't actively pay another subscription service to watch. You know, uh, why would they? They're just sort. Of, I guess if you if you got to Star Trek through the JJ films and loved everything else more, because yeah. there's more of that stuff, that's fine. But you're not gonna. You know, it, CBS All Access is for hardcore Trekkies only. So they really make Trek shows for Trekkies. We know that Nemesis failed because Trekkies didn't watch it, but that's because Nemesis failed as a movie as well. <laughs> Again, if you make a really great movie, people... I mean, um, there was um, someone that said... Someone went to see First Contact, and their wife, they were a fan, their wife wasn't. 
and she said didn't know anything about the show but really loved the movie first contact she got it she understood it she liked it fun mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. it works as a really just movie insurrection not so much because i think appreciate the 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 message you know generations is certainly very canon captive but first contact is a great example and wrath of khan same thing you don't need to know yeah, anything exactly just in, i mean six even to some extent you could do i think because yeah. the, the message is like it sets up the plot in the first five seconds, which is the plot of the entire film. Um, and even you know, Kirk even goes into about his boy. So I mean, there's enough exposition in it to work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. All right. So uh, not a band account. Five dollars. Thank Ina- you. Hey, you're back. Inaccurate. No known life form in Starfleet is smarter than Spock. Hey. I think the binars are, aren't they? The one zero one zero one zero guys. Well, there's a bunch of them there. in a room, yeah. True. <laughs> They're a multi-thread processor, yeah. Wait, well, that was the question: Is Data smarter than Spock? I would say so. Yes. But Data hasn't got intuition. That's the difference, I think. Because they played on that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. I'm kind of hoping though that just to get back to again to Spock for a second the, the positives of this I'm hoping that, that and I think this is also because they, they you know fired the showrunners that the first half of the season is going to be a set up yeah. mini payoff and he's going to come in season 2 the uh, second half of season 2 BR maybe even BR because I mean none of the main characters of Discovery are particularly interesting you know so bringing Spock in could be a real breath of fresh air for a good character Especially with Pike being quite interesting, it seems, and then but because Burnham, Pike, and Spock, as as an away team, I think would be a pretty good dynamic actually, because Burnham could bounce off of them, and enhance herself in the process. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Even Saru, hey, make him a four. That I think would be a really good team. Um, and then then Attilian Stamets on the ship, and you've got this this four that are doing the next part of the mission. Uh, could be very interesting. I missed the super chat, so I apologize. Roberto Sorez, two dollars. Will new Spock show cage-like emotion? See, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if this is the reason that, because everybody's complained about that over the years. That oh, it's an error. Spock, you know, smiling and stuff. Could it be that Spock, because he was part of a human crew and away from Vulcan and kind of despite his dad, Mm. took on this more human-like characteristics, and the events of Mm. Discovery season two, which leads up to. TOS yep. has something that changes his mind and makes him want mm. to become more Vulcan-like, more emotionless. So it's a possibility that uh, there will be a more just you know emotionless, emotionful Spock for uh, for this discovery. That might be interesting. Although if they if they do that, everybody's going to complain and whine about it. Would we? No, because we see the we see the lines in the. And the, the the growth of the character. And are we taking are we taking tension as part of it? Like if they tried to make something good, we give them credit for that, even if they failed. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, that's still worth saying. No, I think I think like I said, I think they should. I loved your idea about linking to Vija. You know, Vija. He 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 sensed Vija. Have the purple things. He senses that first. And that gives a sort of cyclical nature to you know, the 35, 40 years of his life. You know, 
it's, it's interesting. Um, he's he's just you know he's half human half. Falcon gives him a certain unique perspective when it comes to his uh, telepathy. He goes after that, and then because that worked out well, he knew he could trust his gut in Star Trek One. You know, and like you say, that turned him into less emotional, and then Vija turned him into more emotional. Because he's he's evolving as a person as he goes through. And then One after, thing pre- and after he dies with McCoy's, he becomes way more emotional. He, yeah, he does after after he comes back. He's he's using Earth sayings, you know, mm-hmm. and just weird things. But yeah, double damas on you, didn't he say that as well? Yeah, and only Nixie could go to China. Or, yeah, you know. well, he's um, at peace. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. He found his peace, and he found how to. That's why having any conflict after that was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roberto Sores and another two dollars. Um, rumor: CBS copyrighted the title Star Trek Reliant. Yep. It's not really. Not, not, yeah. Not really a rumor. We talked about that in the last live feed. Mm-hmm. Could mean multiple things. Yeah. Could mean nothing. It, it's just sort of. I mean, it could be a game. It could be a book. I mean, it could be many things and they've still got to copyright these things so someone um actually barry barry chapman again pointed out to me that in the beta canon which implies book um picard actually served on the uss reliant way back when um obviously a, a successor to the, the tmp one not with an a or anything just the the reliance this could be something which i thought was quite interesting but again it's a mm-hmm. book and I've, never, I've never heard that and you know yeah eh. oh. Cloudzilla, 1999. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. We need a Thank Captain you. Foley bridge crew video on PS4. I'd watch that. Well, i got to find out how to record off of my PS4. I think there is an oh. option. Yeah, it's not difficult anymore. You, uh, I mean, nowadays you can buy a pretty inexpensive I think I see the record uh, thing on the thing. side. If I hit the PlayStation button, I can select record. Well, that's limited resolution, though, and you have limited size, and PS4 you know, takes much memory. I don't even know if you can take it off the PS4. I think you have to upload it, and that lowers the quality as well. So you got to buy like a little dongle, but that's not... You just plug it into the laptop, then, and it's, it just downloads through. I'll try to find a way. Uh, the thoughts crossed my mind, because I've watched a lot of um, yeah. playthroughs with that, and... I always have dumbass or smartass things to say while I'm playing the game. Uh, plus, I've never actually played with other members or other mm. real people. I've always just used, done the single-player missions. So, yeah, I mean, they're video capture cards as little as as seventy Canadian. So, hmm. yeah, I'll consider. Uh, it. But you know, maybe we should do a Kickstarter to get me there, just so we can play Bridge Commander together. <laughs> so well, we can finally build a bridge. Well, fine, we've been on several bridges together, but finally build another bridge together. <laughs> Well, I do have a friend who's got VR and has the game and wants to bring his VR system over so we can play together oh, in the same room. And I think he has a f- multiple headsets, so maybe we could all do... That'd be f- that'd be a really fun video, actually. Mm. Yeah. A little funny comment here. Tiger Love, how many days per week do you spend on Star Trek? <laughs> Stuart? <laughs> Every day I'm doing something Star Trek related or fielding questions from fans about Star Trek or monitoring the Trek Yards page. Star Trek's always been an everyday kind of thing for me. Unless I'm on <laughs> vacation, some days, some days there's a few days where I don't and do anything yeah, about I, it, but I, it always is there in yeah, my periphery. I actively don't message you when you're on holiday. You know, it's like, 
This is your time. You go do you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Go fishing or whatever. You just sat on the porch, didn't you? At the cabin, didn't fish, did you? Uh, well, Thomas went fishing with his grandma, but no, okay. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, and and for me, yeah, I mean, I do fan film work a lot of the week, um, and then we're working on this new show that takes a lot of time. Uh, yeah, every day. I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch Star Trek. The irony is, I don't actually watch. I don't I ever. Do. I, I know watch, you do. I watch Star Trek almost every day in the afternoon when I'm done stuff. I go upstairs, sit down, and it's on space. One day it's t t back to back TOS. One day it's back to back TNG. Then Deep Space Nine. Then Voyager. So I'm always watching them. And if I catch little things, I make quick little videos to put on Trek Yards. Like, yeah, look at this. Yeah. This. I always love those. Yeah. Because um, I always notice stuff. Because I watch it so often that I'm looking for other stuff now besides just the main plots. And it's amazing what sticks out to you when you you know the material. So. Yeah, it's uh, but it's funny. I'll, I'll show a little anecdote. When I was editing, God, like a year and a half ago, what an episode! I was, I was like, oh, I can watch TNG Blu-ray. So I started, like, I got some of the files and stuff. So I was watching those, just I was sort of half watching them because it was on a different monitor. And then all of a sudden, I was going through an order. I was like, I don't remember Sintro. It's a new episode of TNG I've never seen before. <laughs> I stopped what I was doing. I watched a brand new episode of TNG for the first time in. 30 years and I was blown away with a new episode of T I was like oh my god I thought I missed one episode ah. that was mm. great a new TNG Stuart it was only an okay episode but it was quite good but it was, right that's okay that's so, okay that's so, good Gabriel Ferret no who was it uh, somebody asked if we played stage 9 so yes but somebody asked Captain Foley um, have you do you have the Bandai refit or Enterprise A model yes I do I have the Bandai NX01 and I have the Bandai refit mm. And the refit's fantastic. The refit was on my desk for the longest time. Where the hell did I put it? It's around here somewhere. I can go get it if you want. I can vamp if you want to bring it. You know, really make that 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 comment mean something. All right, hold on. I'll be right back. You talk. Okay. So guys, any questions just for me? Uh, let me know. Let me know now. Whatever you want to know. I'm here to answer, and hopefully I can keep you entertained for the next two minutes, three minutes. I don't know. I've got a big kit. Like split screen, no, not doing belly shots. Graham, no, 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 no. I love this microphone, you can do really nice sounding things. Yeah, I don't remember what episode it was actually. The um, amazed Satsuma, I don't, I don't remember what episode it was. I remember I had only seen the the one with the Irish people once, so I, I'm not way through. So that was like, oh, I've finally seen all the way through, but it was, it was near that episode, it was one of those. I'd have to go back and have a look uh oh jason look forward to the fan film you're working on commander i saw the teaser you posted thank you yeah no i've uh three t so it's called convergence i'll talk about that for a minute do you guys like post tng fan films do you like uh nemesis uniforms do you like cool new ship designs do you like cool old ship designs do you like the voyager class or the intrepid class or the nova class do you like firing torpedoes all the cool things. Uh, it's a really good-looking fan. I'm really excited to be working on my my next next big thing. Um, so it's a really cool crossover event with lots of other famous fan films from Europe, from England, from well, from UK anyway. Um, and it's I filmed a whole chunk of it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Um, and yeah, I mean we're, do, we're doing Indiegogo uh, probably next month. Um, I've got the video mostly done now. A lot of good teaser material, a lot of good interviews. Um, if you want a truly Canon feeling 
with characters and story, then post-GNG will be your thing. Uh, uh, the convergence will be your thing. So search it for con- you know, convergence in the um, on uh, Facebook, and you'll find it. Quite, quite happy. Um, and how's Ronald War going? Yeah, good. I worked him today. I've done three new previous shots today. Uh, do you need to organise a room better? I'm assuming that's Stuart. We have very organised rooms. I mean, Stuart built all this background specifically. Oh, Run Travel Commander, have you tried the new wraps in Subway? I haven't, but I had a Subway for the first time in like a month, two days ago. And I really want to try the wraps. Are they good, Rum Truffle? Um, but I can't have black pepper in them because I'm allergic. I'm back. Uh, hello. Hi. I found the ship right away, but then it even had batteries in it right away. But then I realized that my nose piece on my glasses broke when I was cleaning them earlier today, so I had to go upstairs and find the little rubber piece. Anyway, long story. So I'm back. Here is the Bandai Refit Enterprise. This is I'll a watch s- it in delayed form because I can't see it live. So. <laughs> this is a snap-together kit, and it's beautifully detailed. It's fantastic. It's even got the Aztec shine to it. And it's got batteries in it, so you turn it on, you got the lights. Looks very beautiful. Although I did change the... I did paint the uh, deflector because it's just a standard white deflector if you just build it as is. But of course you want it blue, so I used Tamiya Clear Blue. So there you go. I still want to get the Enterprise E uh, Bandai kit and the Voyager one. The Voyager one is super expensive. It's like 600 bucks these days. Um, comes with little landing feet and the, the warp nacelles articulate. But yeah, this one's here. And I've got the NX-01 just on my shelf over there too, so... The works, work grills light up. Awesome model. Highly recommend the Bandai models. They're super easy to make. Anyone can do them. Lights and everything all comes with it. So there you go. So yes, I do have the Bandai. So there you go. Does look good. I will say. I still really want the uh, the Enterprise E, the, whichever bigger miniature is. I really like. The E needs to be a nice big ship to be... It's very slender, so it needs to be a certain scale. Yeah. I really want to... I really want to get that. You have a lot of models, Stuart. You need to... I said this before, you need to do like a, a review... Even a live series where you look at all these different models and... Well, that's how this channel started before Trekyards existed. I went through my collection yeah. and would feature certain pieces and... Go back to yeah. the early days of the channel and watch some of that stuff. But yeah, I'll do, um, I w- I'll do more. But I want your 4K, beautiful, sexy, high-res... <sighs> I have high standards for you, Stuart, and you can do it. I know you can. Embrace the quality. And on that note, John Harrison <laughs> sent a five-pound donation. Hey, Thank would you, you like to see Tom Paris again? The man transwarped, or see what happened to his and Janeway's aliens babies? <laughs> no. But I did find out that, uh, you know, how the actor who plays Tom Paris was in the episode with Wesley, and they'd had the accident mm. with the fighters. That was supposed to be the same character for Voyager, because it's exactly mm-hmm. the same character for Voyager. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to pay the writer of that episode mm-hmm. royalties, so they changed his name, <laughs> which uh, really pissed me off. Because for years I was going, "Why didn't they just use the same character?" Anyway. Yeah, uh, I, I don't qu- want to uh, see the babies now. I, I would be fine in like a five-minute short that we never go back to ever again. <laughs> What if in Trek? Uh, two of the comments I want to talk about for a second. We had um, 
Uh, Doug, Makanda, we'll be making a trip to Tycon Ticonderoga again. Uh, Ticonderoga, no, not anytime soon. And James D. Kirk, a 3 nacelle Enterprise E, Sovereign Class X with 3 nacelles, ha ha ha. We had that in Star Trek uh, Armada 2. Have we done an episode on it? Was it wasn't really Premonition. Premonition class. That's a great ship. I heard a lot. Yes. I heard a lot. Yes. So anyway, Spock. He has pointy ears. And they'll make him go. I wonder if they're going to mold the ears the same as Nimoy's were, like the same shape. Because his evolved over the years. As he got older, they changed a little bit the shape. So I wonder if they're going to go back to the same, exact same TOS look for those. Or if they're going to be more like Cerex, because Cerex seemed way more pointy. Um, <clears throat> what's my all-time favorite model kit? These Bandai ones are nice, because you just snap them together, the lights are included, so they, they're lit up, they're already painted. But I'd have to say, honestly, the round two 350 scale TOS Enterprise, because it's so easy to build, it's beautiful. And it's a great size, and it's just so... It fits together so well. SC is annoying Doomcock now. Strike out the champagne. Who's annoying? Is that Samuel Cockings? Is that what the SC is for? I don't think it is. I don't think so either. I didn't do anything. Well, the people could be going back and forth saying, Samuel said this. He likes Discovery. And Doomcock would be like, Oh, truck guards! They know their stuff, but... I do like his voice filter, though. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I really want him to get a... Cause I love his 3D background, or his 2D Photoshop background, but I really love him to get like a full, like, every episode, increase the size of a layer. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, he cleverly does it with how much production value he has, oh. but I'd love to see that increased every episode. It'd be really kind of fun. Yeah. But he's still new to YouTube, so give him some time. You know, he got monetized recently, so... All right, guys. Uh, it makes sense. I think we're going to call this a wrap soon. Um... I need to do things. Sylvia's getting home soon, and it's late for Samuel. So well, let's do a quick-fire super chat session of some mm -hmm. kind. Um, tell us what you want to see out of Spock, what you don't want to see. Mm. Just do something Spocky, um, and we'll, yes. we'll talk about that. Because uh, per personally, I'm happy with the casting. It looks like a great yeah. choice. Although, I'll jump on that. Does he look too young to you? No. Okay. Not when you think about Spock from the cage and how he looks. And then three, pretty three, young. three years later, so... Yeah, yeah. it's true. I, that's the problem with having quote-unquote known actors. Oh, yes, James Kirk, there is a premonition yeah, character. I, gonna, I, I did that one already. I was just going to say that. James Kirk, yes, there is, just as you said it. James, I did do one! Go I, search... I okay, guys, I don't know how many times I have to say this. If you want to see if we did a ship, go to YouTube, type in Trek Yards, and then the ship. And trust me, if we've done it, it'll come up. And if it doesn't, you'll find seven more that are very similar that you can watch. And then you can request that we do that episode. That you well, email in trackersofhomo.com and, and uh, for that, the bundle. But guys, you know, anyone wants to do a you know, final, final two or three super chats, just to, I don't know, see if we can get 20 more dollars and then we can close out the night. Just because, you know, it's nice to have goals, isn't it? Goals are important. Uh, yeah. Like I said before, he needs to if he's given a good reason to be in it, a good story, and good lines, because you can make or break a character. I mean, you could easily argue that, you know, Chekhov had great lines in Star Trek 3, uh, and then, or 4, sorry, and did they have great lines in Star Trek 1? Did they have lines in Star Trek 1? You know what I mean? Like, they didn't have... 
you can easily do a lot with a character or not a lot with a character, depending on the lines. So, yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you guys do visual ship tours? No, we don't. That'd be cool, though. I <gasps> know. Uh, Ian Coleman, $2 Canadian. Thanks for the show. Cool. Well, thank, thank you. you for the donation. I appreciate that. Great stream, Long Live the Empire. Well, thank you. Yeah, um, I'm kind of burning out myself personally, but and Samuel's tired. I know that. So, um, but anyway, yeah, we're happy that the the person's been cast. It looks like a good choice. Mm -hmm. um, from what I've seen of his acting, I think it will be. And it's cool that it's Gregory Peck's grandkid. I mean, that just carries on that uh, acting lineage. Um, it's neat. An odd question, Dean Four. Why did you give up on filming? What do you mean? Why did you give up on filming? Filming what? Filming what? I mean, I I went from being a filmmaker who filmed, you know, clubs and stuff into editing this and doing three D animations. So just kind of like my 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 job changed. <laughs> so yeah. Now I've made what like two thousand animations at this point. Yeah. At some point, I've made more animations in the show. And we you know film, that, we film multiple times a week. I, I, although yeah. we should say we record because we don't use film as this the medium anymore. But anyway, Chris <laughs> Caustic, four ninety nine. I want an emotional Spock that becomes the Spock we know and love. Keep up the good yep. work, guys. I'd agree with that. Good summary. I yep. would. I would agree with that. Although that'll piss off a lot of people, especially I... all the people over in Doomcock's camp. Camp. Well, Spock's emotion got emotions. Well, yeah, but it, he did in the cage. It's into canon. Yeah. It's clever. You should. I just said, link to, to Canon and we can make stuff with that. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, the, the, the Grim chap said you guys should look at the virtual ship tours. I think he meant, do we do them as in, do we do we know about the Enterprise D, Stage oh. 9, and then the um, yes. virtual virtual Voyagers? Like, yes, we've used Yeah, we work very both. close with um, well, what's Daniel. Daniel from the Voyager yeah. one, and we've had plans to do uh, have the guys mm -hmm. from Stage 9 on the show, but then the main project lead changed and the plans got kind of sidetracked and they've been doing and they updates. have like three time zones for their project leads theoretically like for the if Voyager is just one guy and he's close to my time zone uh, even though the head guy of Stage 9 is also my time zone but the other guys are not yeah so it's kind of tricky it is hard uh, to set up you know, we have very odd lives that allow us to do this seriously we're not average 9 to 5 and we can do this if we were so it was right people right time right ability um, lets us do all the great content See, I'll sing any song if you sell me twenty bucks. There you go. <clears throat> and I don't okay. sing. I don't sing or okay. dance. As long as okay, I know guys, the song, I need to know the song. Twenty dollars, and Stuart will sing any song you want. That's our last super chat request. I'll even say I like the Excelsior. Twenty dollars, he will sell his <laughs> Excelsior soul. You've heard it here first. Bring back Sylvia. Well, Sylvia's at work, but yes, we will have a, a chat with all three of us. I'll bring Samuel. We on. have plans. We have plans. We do have plans. And this, this will be a regular thing, and we want to diversify, uh, for sure. You know, new experiences, because we, we 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 got we got a lot of good uh, uh, super chats in that one with Sylvia, because she blew everybody that gave a super chat a kiss. So. Oh. Uh, That's Alexander, nice. five dollars. So what is your favorite Eagle Ooh. Moss model, and why? Good question. Ooh. Damn. <laughs> now comes the dramatic pause of, of not of not knowing. Ah, uh, okay. I'm gonna Google this. <laughs> you guys talk amongst yourselves for a minute. 
It's not. Does that work? It's, it's, yeah. Yes, it's not the uh, Refit Enterprise XL. That's for sure. Because um, there's so many things wrong with that. Um, I would say honestly, mine is the XL Enterprise E. I want that one. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, do you have a favorite of the small ones though? Because obviously XLs are kind of more specialist. A favorite of the small ones we have, obviously. Small ones. Because I have the entire collection, so it's like I'm trying to go know. through I, them all. I think the um, the Phase Two Enterprise is really well done. That, I like yeah. that one. Um, yeah, Ed Jennings did that. He put a lot of time into that one. Yeah. Uh, I'm only at model fifty-two out of one hundred and fifty scrolling. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. That's that's a tough call. That's really hard. And plus, I don't, plus favorite... I don't have them all as well. Yeah. So it's also favorite ship versus favorite miniature versus favorite look versus favorite build versus, you know, windows not being aligned favorite properly attention or attention to detail, favorite yeah. you know accuracy as far as. Well, I'm scrolling through them and I'm only finding like a couple, so that's kind of I guess a sign of no, I do know which ones I like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and you'll laugh at which I pick as well. I think. This, this one. This is if you want a good XL refit. Can't get the Bandai. Get the Bandai Enterprise refit. It's very well done. <laughs> Don't forget the XL. Oh, it's funny. Um, my my choice, a model I really liked, was was Eurystra. I'm ready. It was Prometheus. Of course, it was. It's your favorite <laughs> ship. Uh, no, it's my favorite design. Like, it's it's a it's, it's a wins for many reasons although I will say their, their Dideradex is very good I will say that they did a really good job with that um, Defi I mean the Defiance Defiance is a darn good one Akira is really good actually Akira did a good job yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well I guess we're not going to get many super chats at the end but that's okay that's I mean. okay it's okay but thank you guys for another evening of discussion of fun uh yeah, Spock is back. Spock is back. A Spock is back, I should say. Um, yeah. And we are hopeful, as we should be, and we're not going to judge it. As always, we hoping for the best, expecting the worst, and willing to talk about all that <laughs> and make it yes. better. Yes. Uh, yeah. And as as I think we both said, we're we are far more excited for season two, based on the trailer, mm. than we were for season one, beyond the. There's new Star Trek. Was it really Star Trek? Hmm. Maybe not. Somebody but asked who's somebody asked who's playing him, and it's Ethan Peck, Gregory Peck's mm -hmm. grandkid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I enjoyed him as in Ten Things I About You. He was good. Nothing wrong. Weird casting compared to uh, the guy that was the Joker in Dark Knight. He played him originally. So we have a weird, hmm. weird, uh, weird choice. But uh, yeah, it's good. Right. Uh, anyway, guys. I guess we'll talk yeah. to you soon and uh, expect episodes tomorrow and earlier days you expect and uh, what was it, what's your final word Stuart as you are the captain after all I would say that yay excited for the new casting and uh, hopefully we learn more casting and details story details soon but anyway that's it hopefully you guys have a great night and uh, we love you guys tune in for yes. other live chats we'll be doing one on the weekend yes. talking about yep. something we're not sure what yet um, so save up your pennies hmm. maybe help us out on a super chat that'd be much appreciated or just come and hang out because we love hanging out with you guys so yeah until next time guys i'm captain foley 
And I am Commander Huggins. See you soon. Bye.